0: You want, but this nation will never be a part of that alliance. But, uh, Representative... You all saw with your own eyes how the Atlantic Federation does business. They declared war unilaterally, and then launched a nuclear attack. Mm. You really want a security treaty with them? Clearly, right now, it's the Atlantic Federation that poses the greatest threat to the safety of the entire world. Why do we have to join forces with the likes of them?
1: Representative, listen to me. Please, would you give us a break from your childish complaining? (gasps) Calm down. If you want to know why, then I'll tell you. It's because they're that kind of nation, Representative. Yuna! You're quite correct. The Atlantic Federation is an aggressive nation. Very aggressive. Well, pardon me, but we already knew that without having you tell us about it over and over again. So, now what? What path should the orb union choose to walk from this point on, Representative?
2: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast. That now has to watch Destiny. My name is Jeremy.
1: I'm Tyler. Uh,
2: why are we doing this to ourselves? My name is Zach. So are we all in agreement this episode sucks?
1: Yeah, it's not great. I don't really understand its purpose. and
2: It's to infantilize Kigali.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, Atherin gets another motivation speech to do the thing he's already decided to do. Uh, well, we
0: gotta make damn sure he remembers that he's supposed to be doing it.
2: And Jibril asks like a child.
0: So is, this, is Gundam MC Destiny just the
1: series in which everybody acts like a child?
2: I feel like Kira Yamato is the only adult in the room, and he's very sad right now.
1: I feel like he's actually old man Kira Yamato at this point. No, he's
2: space PTSD Yamato.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a very specific scene in this episode that supports my Kira is secretly an old man theory.
2: I saw your notes.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you get to cheat, but I don't think Zach read them.
2: I did not read them this time around. All right, so if I this is your sh- first episode, start with another one, please. This one sucks.
1: <laughs> okay, but, so.
2: Hey, I, 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 I got this.
1: Time. You, you got this? Okay, okay, cool.
2: So previously on Gundam Seed Destiny, there was a very sad boy, a very angry boy, and a very sangry boy. <laughs> 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 They're all fighting for who should be main character, but the writer's like, this one is too sad. This one is too angry. <laughs> This one isn't quite right. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps jumping around to all the other characters.
1: It's like unfortunate Goldilocks.
2: Yeah. They also have some girlfriends, two of them. The angry one doesn't. Maybe that would help him chill. I don't know.
1: He, well, he, not for
0: uh,
2: at least one
1: character trying.
2: One is in the orb government, and she's the leader? Question mark. That really gets brought into question here.
1: I'm not really sure what her position is. Her position is yes. <laughs>
2: she's supposed to be head... Of, like, they... Reference her being head of state earlier in the series.
1: But she doesn't seem to have any more authority than anyone else who yeah. wears the same weird uniform.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's not great. And the other one's like, oh, my boyfriend's sad. What do I do? I and, guess I'll just stand here and be sad with him until he does something.
1: And also, I have all these small children for whom I am apparently the mother figure. Yeah. Oh, no. Why?
2: Uh, also, Shar Aznable has been reincarnated as president of space. And he is currently being warred on by a very bad James Bond villain named Jabril.
1: But from behind the scenes, he's not actually doing the warring. He's having that lad, the president, do it for him.
2: (laughs) He tried to give the sangry boy a Gundam, but he's like, I don't know. I'm too sangry right now. (laughs) But
1: this is all part of Ghost Char's plan.
2: Uh, Ghost Char also decided to make a fake pop idol, but she's not in this episode.
1: Which uh, is sad because we all loved her last oh, episode. No, I love I love her.
2: I really do. I love Mir. She's great. I just
0: I, I'm laughing because the still that we have on our screen here, uh there's a bottle that of says Jim. Jim. <laughs> so I'm I'm just assuming that's Jim Beam.
1: No, it's actually Jimison's. <laughs> <laughs> Jimison's Scottish whiskey.
2: Did I leave out any of the uh, thousand characters? D Harka and Izak are in the military. They think Shar's a cool guy.
1: And also, they're gonna come up with the Sangry boy. I assume it's the Sangry boy. Is that that'll be yes. weird,
2: this episode? That hasn't happened before. This is last time on.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's true. Uh, um, that's that's why they're relevant, though. Uh, also, uh, Coffee Tiger and oh, yeah, and Maru and Battle Mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: a new Battle Mom, but she doesn't get enough screen time, and she has a British person she has to deal with. Yeah, it, she doesn't. She really
0: doesn't. Like the series is kind of all over the place, even for right now. It, Kind of can't decide who is supposed to be the main character.
1: I feel like, yeah, say, and that's one of the things that Seed did so much better is it slowly, intro- like, you had a couple people and then it introduced a well, the larger cast.
0: For a large part of it, you had Kira and Atherin to begin with, and then it well, started spinning friends. out from everybody around him.
2: But, like, Tall and Millie were so good, and Sai well, and Flay, and even Cuzzy as well, much as we hated yeah.
0: For a while, like, they were just a unit. After they introduced the other two, they started spinning those out, but they didn't spend too much time, like, Riding along with them, as it were. Yeah, I
2: know I who I forgot, because the series forgot about them, too. The Druggies, led by Neo <laughs> Roanoke. They were relevant. They've been gone a while, though. Neo fucking Roanoke. You get to
1: see them on screen for, like, ten seconds this episode. Yeah, I guess my point is, Seed built up to having a gigantic cast, and this just starts with a gigantic cast. Um, well, it made
0: you care about the main characters, and then it moved on. I've seen other series Maybe do something similar. Series
1: but, by this point in the series, of Seed,
2: <laughs> Lachis had come and gone.
1: There are a lot of flaws in the show, but maybe that's where they went... Their first misstep is by trying to ha- have a huge cast th- from that outset.
2: I think that's part of it, but like at the same time, if you look at the cast they begin with, they got about the same number of people, right? Athen and Kigali are the ringers, so to speak.
1: Okay, that's fair.
2: Like, Arthur doesn't need to be an important character.
1: And he's not. You know, yeah, really. and, the... but,
2: but, but Nataril was and did need to be.
0: Because yeah. the, Mi- the Minerva's team is... Four people effectively, five
1: and tomato no, head five,
0: because there's it's, um, Mayrin, Luna Maria, Ray, Shin, and Gladys,
2: and there are three more named characters on that ship. Arthur, Yolent, and the other mechanic whose name I can't remember. Okay, but I know. But those had, are definitely side characters. Whereas but they're like Murdoch, right? Yeah, who had plenty to do by then. But if you look at the Archangel, you got Maru, Natarl, Mu, Kira, and you've got at least Flay, right? And then you've got the whole, like, the rest of the orb block, too.
0: Well, and as we said, the, we always refer to them as the bridge crew, because that's kind of what they
2: were. And then you have the four other Gundam pilots on Zaft and rally Crusade.
1: Yeah, so maybe that isn't this show's problem.
2: I, I would, the words I used the whole time we were doing Seed was foil characters, and Destiny just doesn't do that.
1: Like, that's who is fair. Shin's
2: foil? It's not Atherin, it's not Kira. The druggies, mm-hmm. they're, they're a trio, so they don't have one. Like Ray and Neo, they try to play as foils, sort of. But then Neo like screws off for a while. Well, in of
1: <laughs> well, so does Ray to some extent. Like he's not been doing anything. I
2: think the way
0: the show wants to think of it is that Stella is uh, Shin's foil, but it doesn't work at all. No,
1: they do show them opposite in the intro. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and there's other reasons that I that I know of at the moment that yeah. you don't that come up to make me think that. But does there's Shin also fall some in of the love other with things. Stella.
2: Does Camille fall in love with Four? Is this Zeta Gundam? <laughs> is she going to get a Big Zam that turns into a Psycho Gundam spoilers?
1: I hope so. <laughs> uh,
2: but I think that might be what
0: they're thinking. But you're right. Foil characters are definitely a strong suit of Gundam seed, and they don't do a, a great job. You can argue Jabril
2: and Derundel, except for Durandal is a cool, competent person in the public eye, and Jabril is an asshole who's not.
0: We haven't actually seen got. Jabril be in public with the exception exactly. of that no, one instance.
2: That's what I said. He's not in the public eye, is what I meant. He's a shadowy manipulator who has that lad do all his work. Well, and we also
0: place. have, because at the same time, we also have Neo. Neo and the druggies are attached to Jabril, or at least they're, they're filling the same role.
1: That's one of my least favorite bands.
0: Early on, like it, I remember it being better, but I think looking at it through a critical eye, I'm seeing like, a lot more. The
2: fight scenes are still really exciting, but like it's all over the place character-wise. Yeah. By this point, this is episode 11. That's the episode where Kira goes seed mode for the first time and beats the crap out of Izak.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think I said it on one of your manga podcasts that I uh, managed to sneak onto. When it comes to a lot of fiction, I'm here for those emotion, the emotional moments and the character moments. So if the characters aren't up to snuff, if like they aren't doing things, it doesn't matter how good of a fight scene it is. If I want to watch a fight scene or play a fight scene or do you know anything regarding a fight scene, I have all kinds of other stuff I can do that I can actually interact with it. But if I want a significant character moment, that's when I come to media that is more of a passive consumption because I want to be more of an observer because I don't like people.
2: And none of the characters have developed at all yet. Atherin's close to developing in some way, but, but he problem, hasn't made it.
0: The problem there is Atherin is already starting because like, Atherin already went through a character arc. Yeah. So starting him on that same side of things is like okay but then you introduce all these other characters it's like shouldn't we be spending more time with them
2: i'm gonna bring up a lot of stuff i think they could have done better with shin next episode because i was so upset with this episode i watched the next one because i remembered it being good
1: <laughs> what were you right
2: we'll get to it next week okay Maybe.
1: i haven't watched it yet so
2: but yeah these characters like i like luna i actually like shin a lot i like where shin's coming from but he hasn't changed at all his only interaction has been with atherin really and it's gone from, he's just some jerk with orb to, oh my god, this guy is actually pretty sweet.
0: I'm pretty sure in my head, I like Lunamaria a lot more along the same lines as Kigali. Where it's like, I like this character, I like the idea of this character, but holy crap, they did not do, or do one on him And I like I like Shin as a character. Honestly, if I interacted with him, I'd probably punch him in the face. But, like, I do like the character.
2: Alright, I think we should go ahead and start phase 11, the chosen path. What starts with our favorite character, Lord Jabril, Bond being Villain. Angry. He's angry and dra- breaking some beer bottles and wine bottles.
0: And, and his man, cat is that is a poorly scared. animated cat.
1: I think he's just differently animated than literally everything else.
0: What's well, the problem? Is like he stands out so
2: poorly. So all his rich friends are like, "Zaft humiliated us with their cool new neutron stampede."r You're all like, "Oh man, we're gonna do awesome!" But then you just retreated as soon as we got hit. You suck, man. And he's just very angry.
1: Yeah, because apparently he only came up with one plan, and. <laughs> I love this. At this point, one of the uh Shadowy Cabal I forget what their name is. We know their name. Uh, that right?
0: is No Neck President.
1: No, not No Neck President, the uh Shadowy Cabal Logos. Logo- yeah, that's it, Logos. Or like, I bet that lad from the Atlantic Federation isn't so confident as the goddamn president.
0: So while these like whole thing is going on, it's flashing through other governments. So like we went through Ather and Kigali, and the uh the president of the Atlantic Federation, I believe is yeah. where yep. he's from. So like, we went Federation, through all those Navy. while this is going on.
1: Yeah, I actually kind of like this, but I don't know what they're trying to say with it. Like, a lot of times when you get someone talking over a bunch of- It's usually
2: of... directly relevant to what's going on.
1: Yeah, and this is
2: kind of relevant. So the next bit is kind of relevant, where it's like, hey, we have a whole bunch of troops stationed outside of ZAF bases, and now they're just standing there, basically, waiting yeah. for orders. If this like just doesn't work, we'll be a laughingstock. I don't know how, because no one knows you exist, but what do we do? And he's like- you know what? Screw the old plan. I'm going to come up with a new plan with blackjack and hookers.
1: And preferably blackjack hooker Gundams. And ba- basically Jabril was like, "We well, now we really need to win the war that we're already not fighting, I guess.
0: We'll go back to the original. No, we'll come up with a better plan.
1: We also got a flash of...
0: Um, uh... you... Hey, it's Santa.
2: <laughs> and somehow this is good enough to convince the goddamn monoliths of Nerve to go along with him. <laughs>
1: We get a shot of Neo talking to the druggies, like he's telling them a Christmas tale around the campfire. <laughs> and I find it delightful.
0: Debril has, like, this big thing of monitors that has a bunch of people's faces on him. One of them totally just looks like Santa. Because it's this bald dude with his big,
1: white, bushy beard. Well, he's evil Santa. He's Atnis. Well, he's
2: the evil Santa from the dark multiverse. You he, already claws, right? He's Nega Santa. So we cut to Maru's house where. Old Kieran... man Yamato.
1: Is, is, that, sitting Maru? in his rocking is chair. that
2: Maru's house? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Maru and Waltfeld's house that they are staying at. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think it's ever
0: actually established. I kind of assumed it was Kigali's house, actually.
2: It might be one of Kigali's houses that Maru and Waltfeld are staying at.
0: Kier's just sitting on the balcony. Just, I'm
1: staring at this table. He's thinking really hard.
2: Oh, uh, Last week we were talking about how far away the plants are, and I didn't know, so I went ahead and looked. They are at L5, which is in the same orbit as the moon. So the plants are as far as the moon. So I, you definitely could see nukes from there, I guess. Yeah. No, I yeah. think you could. You could. It just seems surprisingly close
0: that, to me. That seems dangerous, uh, if you ask me, but maybe I'm just... It's a
2: stable orbit, so...
0: So they're just opposite of the moon or something like that?
2: Basically. It's an equilateral triangle thing, but...
0: Yeah, just thinking about that, it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a great idea, but... Well,
1: Junius 7 did fall into the Earth, so... They did need shoved out of a stable orbit, though. Yeah,
2: it was in a stable orbit beforehand. So the plans have finally agreed on a plan to war. That's basically a self-defense plan, but they are going to move to attack the forces stationed around their Earth military bases.
1: Mustache Zaft commander agrees. This is a good plan.
2: Durendra's like, remember, self-defense. We aren't taking any territory.
1: Yeah, a lot of people look angry about this, which makes sense.
0: I mean, it kind of does make sense because they're like, we only want to do self-defense. Well, I mean, if you're in the military, the self-defense is usually we got to wait for somebody to hit us before we can hit back.
1: Well, and I know a fair number of the sitting Zaft, or I guess plant council, are probably hawkish because a lot of them were probably there under Zala.
2: I imagine it's a pretty new government. I don't you know think? for sure. Well, I don't recognize
0: a lot of the people, but that doesn't mean a lot.
1: Also, Durandal's like, the weapons we have now will end all wars. I'm like, yep, you're going to eradicate everyone. This is going to be another row, isn't it?
0: Virus
2: bombs. Virus bombs fix everything. Don't worry, Durundal's plan is much stupider than that. <laughs> so now we get the opening scene, and we jam out to it because it's good.
1: It is. I actually really like this song.
2: It's my favorite Gundam Seed opening. It might be my favorite Gundam opening.
1: I'm sorry, so I just noticed this in. I forget what the hell the name of Athrin's new, definitely not The Justices. The Savior? The Savior. In the intro, it like spins out and like draws its swords, and its little head things pop out like they were. Bent in for aerodynamic purposes, and I'm not sure whether I love that or I hate that.
2: Are you familiar with the unicorn Gundam, Tyler?
1: Very tangentially. I have seen pictures of it.
2: I mean, it's a Evangelion that turns into a Gundam. Like, it's got a unicorn horn that okay. splits into the Gundam
1: antenna. Yeah, no, I'm into that. I'm okay with this.
2: Okay. It, like,
1: expands. It's actually kind of cool.
2: So, next we get to uh, see Kigali going to the government. And like we said earlier... This is just a real takedown of Kigali. I find this episode incredibly frustrating. A couple episodes, we were talking about how it both makes a lot of sense and makes no sense that Kigali is in this position. But here, she just seems like a completely ineffective leader, which really makes it feel like she shouldn't be here. But we're supposed to be rooting for her. I feel like we should at least feel like she's getting outsmarted politically.
1: Yeah, as opposed to just being shot down. She basically just gets bullied. Yeah. Yeah. so, I mean, we'll touch on it later, but Yuna basically says, like, the people of this country love you, and I kind of wonder if that's why she's in this position, is because... Oh,
0: I guarantee you that's why she's there. It's because the, uh, the the populace likes her.
2: But the way she's acting, it seems like usually she at least kind of gets her way in these. Like, I don't know. It just, how has the government ran for the last two years, is what I want to know.
1: Yeah. Like, what has the dynamic been before this?
2: So, okay, I was like, hey, you saw the Atlantic Federation just tried to nuke people. Basically undeclared. Like, we can't enter an alliance with them. I mean,
0: I'm totally on board with her side.
2: And that's the other problem, right? As the audience, we're 100% on board with Kigali.
0: Well, it also makes sense, because it's like, we're on their side. You do realize you're now on the side of the guys who state an unprovoked attack with nuclear weapons against a sovereign nation.
2: And, like, the kind of reverse argument is like, yeah, we don't want them to nuke us. And I can True. get that kind of cow-towing argument, but it's just... It's so- cowardly is yeah. what it is.
1: On the other hand, I don't necessarily, like, so Yuna and his father, Captain Sunglass Orange, are going to make the counterpoint of, like, the exact reason we should join them is so that they do not blow us up. And I can kind of see their point, too, because, like, Orb is not exactly a big nation.
2: Yeah, and they're like, what are we going to call the plants for help? Like, they're up in space. Like, how are they going to get here?
1: So anyway, Yuna, Kigali's betrothed, is like, hey. Not actually yet. are they not actually? I thought this has been arranged for a while.
2: Like, the details are fuzzy, but
1: yeah. He he gets up and basically says, hey, stop being a little kid about this. I'm the adult in this room.
2: Yeah, and like I said, it's just a takedown of Kigali that just makes her feel so inept. And that's not how she should feel.
0: No, like, this is a character that we've been rooting for, and it doesn't feel like she's being outsmarted or anything like that. It's basically just like, there are more of us than there are of you, so screw you. To
1: be fair, she definitely gets outplayed here because he leads her into a, uh, a debate trap, basically. So he he basically goes like, hey, what can we do now? Would you prefer this option or this option? And he's like basically presenting a, ba- a bunch of obviously bad options.
0: Well, he says like, turn away from the Earth's forces. But if I remember correctly, the Atlantic Federation and the Eurasian Alliance actually are against each other at the moment.
2: No, they are not. They are still an alliance. Oh, is it somebody there's else? Just, there's just a, trem- a tremendous amount of tension between us The guys that got betrayed in Alaska, I thought were aligned We will find with the out plants. later that they basically are going to stage a queue. They have not yet.
1: I was actually okay. going to say, how does, how does the Eurasian...
2: I couldn't remember if that when that happened. We
0: will find that out.
1: Okay. I was going to ask how they viewed this, because this is all the Atlantic Federation's doing thus yeah, far, Yeah, they right?
2: are ahead, the head, definitely.
0: It basically says, should we ignore them? It's like, no, you can send
1: aid teams, but you don't stand, you don't align yourself with them. So one of the options unit presents is like, should we just make Orb an Independent Nation? And Kigali's like, no, we should make Orb an Independent Nation instead. And like, I don't know. It's really dumb. Poor Kigali.
0: She says, we'll take the neutral path. And one of the other guys is like, so you'll burn it down just like your dad did. It's like, you do realize that that was other people attacking you.
1: Yeah, That that was an attack
0: on your sovereignty, and this is the same thing.
1: Arguably, and this is kind of Shin's beef, is that they died on principles. Yeah. And so I can can see why they're opposed to that, because they're trying to be much more practical and be like, we can't afford to let our nation die again. Yeah,
2: let's avoid an invasion in the first place. Rather die
0: on my feet than live on my knees, and that's exactly what they're doing here.
2: Well, yeah. And that's why we're so on Kigali's side, and it's why this scene is so frustrating because their point feels like such a straw man.
0: Yeah, because it's like, we don't want to be ruled by other people invading us. It's like, so you're just going to hand it over?
2: The conditions here are not nearly as strong as they were when Azrael was doing it. This is just, hey, join our cool military alliance. The but, thing
0: is, like the, one of the dudes actually says they'll end up doing the same thing again. Which implies that he thinks that the Atlantic Federation or the Earth Forces just invade him again. Yeah. Which basically means it's under the same circumstances or the same threat.
1: And I guess my problem is I don't disagree with him. It seems quite likely.
2: The thing is, Kigali should point out, but if we do this, we're just going to be sent to fight the plants. Like Or people will die fighting someone who's not our enemy. Yep. And she never brings up that point. She's yep. never capable of like rebutting putting, one yeah. of
0: these guys appropriately
2: when that's her whole
0: deal
1: is passionate rebuttals.
0: I think the idea is that either she's supposed to have been outmaneuvered, but like they don't represent that very well. Yeah. They're not demanding anything from us at this time. You really think that's going to stay that way? Do you remember what happened? I guess they don't actually know what happened at Alaska. No, wait, they did. They totally know what
2: happened at Alaska. And we've had this conversation before they may or may not know because all the people who didn't know for sure, all died with Azumi. So,
0: yeah, no, that's that's what I was just. I was thinking. Of, like, Kigali knows. Yeah. For also, sure. maybe
1: I would, not the greatest idea. Izumi. I would
0: believe that the ruling council, or at least some of the members of the ruling council, probably know.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say.
2: Is all, all um, I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah, it's it's impossible to say without actually like going in and knowing what the authors intended.
2: If his point is made slightly better, I get what he's getting at. Like all the other nations are mostly independent, right? we would give up a small number of freedoms for security. It's, you know, an argument that was going on in America at the time that this was airing, under different circumstances, but it is the classic argument of give up a little freedom for a little security. Like, he makes the point,
0: surely you can see, like, not making an unnecessary enemy. So you're going to pick the unnecessary enemy in the plants, and they're also a powerful nation. So you're basically just... Picking your poison here—that's what his argument doesn't make sense because you're picking one side, and the, the other side is still a powerful.
1: The Federation is a much more immediate threat, though, because they're on the same planet.
0: I guess because they don't actually use things that would be really dangerous from space, like just dropping big iron bars on you.
1: They're also a lot more aggressive currently because they're the ones who staged an well, unarmed the plants attack. Just
2: went through a huge debate at the end of which they decided, okay, we can use military force for defense. Whereas the Atlantic Federation just launched an unprovoked nuclear attack.
0: Yeah, I just, I really don't like cow towing.
2: I, I agree with you, Zach. I'm just playing devil's advocate to give this series something. Just I know. Like I, said, this I tried. It's incredibly frustrating. I,
0: I know because we're. I think we're we're all on the same side there, and if we're all just taking the same position, it's not as interesting.
1: Anyway, old man Unado sunglasses is like, think of my bowling league.
0: Don't think of what is right. Think of the safety of the citizens of our republic.
1: I actually think it's if a very we pragmatic not stand
0: point. by Well, if you don't stand by your principles, what's the point?
1: Uh, the li- living, ha- having life. I think that's pretty important. If you don't to most stand people. for something,
0: you'll fall for anything, which is the same thing.
1: I mean, that, that's, again, that's Shin's problem. His entire family died, and he's like, for your principles. And I would prefer that my sister was alive and not. I
0: still think Izumi made the right choice.
1: I think Azumi should have left some of his governing body alive. to yeah, he help.
0: just
2: had one government official on the ship with them. That's
0: true. We all must remain. Okay, somebody knock him out and send him with them because we need to have some competent government left. I Maru, will say. Marie will be queen of orb. Right? <laughs> no, we've got an ally in the plant. She'll be queen of orb.
2: Yeah, look, seems it Seems good. look. Spoilers for Destiny. That's the
1: solution. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I don't.
2: They break for lunch, and Yuna's like, "Hey, Kigali," in the halls, and she's like, "What do you want, asshole?"
1: Well, she doesn't. She doesn't even say that, and I feel she's really out, disappointed.
2: This is also very weird because in their few
0: interactions, you get the feeling that she really doesn't like this dude. So why is she tolerating him around? I,
1: I feel like she sees him as a mentor. In the I don't even get that game. feeling.
2: I feel like she likes his dad. Yeah. But yeah, not Yuna, who's just such a creepier. But anyway, he he does the arm move around her. Which, like, why does she just not deck him because we've seen
0: her do stuff like that in the past?
2: Well, I think she's calmed down more, and also, that doesn't get her anywhere. Like, that kind of makes his point for him, and maybe she's smart enough to know that. Gamer Dad has a very creepy (laughs)
1: grin at this point. (laughs) Rape face. No, that's the it's all coming together face.
2: So then she's like, oh, I know everyone's just laughing at me. He's like, no, don't worry. This issue's just too big for you to handle,
1: you little baby. And again, it's just piling on to... Yeah, and she like, she actively gets downtrodden by that. And she's like, oh no, he's right. I can't punch this one. It's just really
2: frustrating because of all the times the series has downplayed Kigali. And now they have a character that's like <laughs> emphasizing doing it. Well, and, and but and this... like, she can't punch him or get rid of him to
0: well, and advance. Be- and beforehand, we've seen Kigali kind of just doing what she wants and granted, I think it's also supposed to be like she's grown up a little bit from that. But it's like, where did that backbone go?
2: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I feel like part of this is, or part of what should be implied here is that she's like been under a lot of stress recently. So maybe she's not on her A game, but they don't do anything to show you that.
2: Yeah, she if like she woke up like nervous and reached for Atherin the night before and he wasn't there to support her.
1: Like any little details like that, I think would help make this scene stand or less. like
0: had a thought to talk to Kira or Lacus or something like that yeah, and like, they're not available yeah. actually yeah, like, like, <laughs> there there needs to be some kind of setup to like reinforce why she's more uncertain of herself to, at the moment
2: because she is isolated but there's nothing to play that up
1: new pitch in a rewrite I want Lacus a Cyrano de Bergerac for her <laughs> in political context are you not familiar with Cyrano de Bergerac name sounds familiar but um He's a guy with a ridiculously big nose. It's from a play, I think, by the same name. Is that actually what it's called? i
2: not sure, but I think so.
1: Oh, no. He's the main character in it, but he's in love with this girl and this other guy, who is a perfectly reasonable guy, is also in love with this girl, but he's, like, way more attractive, but also is not as good with words as Cyrano. So Cyrano is like, well, if I can't get her, at least I can help you do it because you're an okay guy. So he basically tells this guy what to say every time that they meet, and then they hang out one-on-one without Cyrano there, and she's like, who is this guy? He's a dunce. And then she's like, "Oh, it was Big Nose Man writing all those letters. I can see past your big nose to your excellent penmanship." <laughs> and that's how it ends. Uh, so yeah, I want—I so want... like his
2: client should write all of Kigali's political speeches. Is yeah. what you're saying?
1: Yeah, no, I actually want her hiding behind a potted plant <laughs> in the meeting room, yet yeah, like whispering things to Kigali.
0: <laughs> the thing is, like a lot of those would turn into like soliloquies or pop songs.
2: The thing is, <laughs> that's they work. They've been proven effective. Shar Asnoble just made a fake Lackus climb to pop star his way to victory. <laughs> uh, uh, but I am want... I'm just imagining Durandal writing all of Mir's songs and that's a great image.
0: Uh, I I totally had a thought of like a game like Gear and Creed but set in Gundam Seed and one of the things that you can that you, that you might need to research in order to get somewhere is pop idol.
2: Don't think there aren't word documents designing that game on my laptop. <laughs>
0: I am going. I to... should not be surprised, and yet
1: I am. So, hypothetical, is Mir a Jim? She's a Lachis Jim? <laughs>
2: <gym? laughs> I, I see the analogy. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not a metaphor, it's an analogy. Mir is the Lachis as Jim is the Gundam.
1: They never mass-produce her, sadly. I feel like we ne- she's the prototype Jim.
2: So anyway, Yuna feels sorry for Kigali and is down on his knees talking to her. He's like, oh, you're only an 18-year-old little girl after all.
1: And I'm like a 19-year-old purple guy.
2: Don't worry, I'm here for you. I'll murder all the children in Brody's Fazbear for you. And give you a creepy kiss.
1: Good reference. Yeah, no, so he puts his hand on her forehead, and she immediately looks taken aback by that particular type of physical contact, and goes in for a kiss, and she's like, No, no, not that. And he's like, ah, settle for forehead kiss. And that still freaks her out, and I don't blame her.
0: Well, and, like, he notices her ring, and that clearly annoys
1: him. Well, yeah, because now he has to go have a talk with his dad to, like, spring the wedding on her. We'll get there in, like, five minutes. Five show minutes, not five podcast minutes. What are you guys talking about?
2: Meanwhile, we cut to the Minerva, and Arthur, our favorite British fop, is like, but the war's already begun, Captain. Shouldn't we be doing stuff? Les is like, I know, but we have no orders.
1: And they're not uh,
2: resupplying us.
1: We need gas and missiles. I was really surprised that they didn't, like, because Minerva's like one of their prototype, like, big old ships, right? Like, why wasn't that redeployed immediately?
0: Because it was badly damaged coming down through the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, and it's not fully resupplied. Okay. It was
0: badly and it's a damaged weird before. Location, I assume. Yeah, well, because it's, it's in what is effectively a hostile area, because they're in orb right now. And there's not really any Zaft presence on the ground to like support them.
2: There is. They still have the Carpentaria base. But we've seen it this episode, and it's surrounded by Earth forces. It, ships. it is
0: not in a position to help them. And right now. They're about in as safe a place as they can be.
1: That's fair. So we cut to, I assume, the mess hall? Yeah. But they have tablecloths on the tables, and this is really (laughs) fancy for a mess hall.
0: Well, at the same time, it's one of those weird things, because, like, I know in World War II, a lot of the Japanese carriers had, like, actually wooden deck plates. Like, they they had the, the deck, and then over the top of that, they had, like, actually wood from Japan. I mean, that's kind of neat. So it's it, fancy, so, yes, but at the same time, it if it helps the morale morale of people, yeah. it's more than worth the expense.
2: So, anyway, they hear that the troops starting to attack Carpentaria are surrounding it. So, and, and Gladys is like, yeah, if we, if we showed up there, that would be bad. Like, either they would shoot us down or they would start the attack, assuming we they're trying to flank Tyler,
1: as she's like, Garcon, I will have the chicken. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Tyler, <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> I don't mind the tablecloth so much. It's the fact that they have a, a waiter and, like, they're actually ordering food and it's not just, I hit the chow line and got something that is vaguely identifiable as food. Maybe well, well,
2: it's the school festival day on the Minerva and this is Shin <laughs> and Marin and Luna Maria's booth. It's a nice fancy restaurant.
1: I was going to say maybe they're being serviced by Orb so they have... A chance to be a little more leisurely uh, I don't maybe know.
0: but at the same time
1: i just feel really bad for this guy whose job it is to take orders <laughs> in the mess hall
0: well i mean that's probably
1: Although... not his full duties okay so okay let's go back a that because jeremy didn't you work as omelet guy at a college oh, yes, cafeteria I for a while <laughs> I'm, I'm sir omelet i <laughs> made omelets and you took orders for yep. those omelets right so i don't think this is fundamentally that different
2: <laughs> I was at a college, and he's in the, at the military. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I don't know how the military
0: actually works nowadays. I just, like, I thought it was a matter of, like, we made this particular
1: thing eat. Yep, no, that's a, that's generally how the American military works. True. I, I don't know how the, Zaft works.
2: How the Captain America military
0: works. <laughs> this dude is waiter first class.
1: Okay, also... So, we've been sitting on this frame for a while, and I'm no- noticing Arthur's arm patch, which is in the insignia of Zaft. It is literally just a picture of one of their space stations wh- yeah. that people live on. And that is a weird thing to put on your yeah, military uniform. If you to design a
2: new flag, what would it be? Some stripes? Some yeah. stars? They're literally in space.
1: Yeah, something symbolic, I guess, that is not literally just, this is the thing I live on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
0: I will say, it's probably not a great idea to be having this discussion when you have subordinates in the same room.
1: Unless it's maybe intentional?
0: Well, they were talking about it before they went in there, so it's clearly not like they decided to have this talk where they could hear.
2: Anyway, they're like, yeah, besides, we don't have any orders yet, so.
1: Meanwhile, Shin drinks some tea, grumpily.
2: And we see some Jinns getting ready to deploy to Earth.
0: Zaft military installation. Zaf forces headquarters.
2: And where the general's like, it's self-defense only. It's like, well, yeah, that's how the government is. Can't be helped. And then I was like, yeah, I understand, like, de- securing our position first, but then what? Apparently they
0: also still have Gibraltar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the plan is basically to land some forces and beat back the surrounding Atlantic Federation forces and then kind of hold position. Is that the plan?
2: Basically, yeah, okay. as far as we know.
1: Also, Durandal has a chessboard on the side of his desk that's clearly mid-game. Who is he playing with? That Why guy is, is he standing do- there. Why is he doing it in his office?
0: We will get answers to those questions. Wh- yeah, the oh. dude standing there is the guy he's playing against. Is it
1: Jabril? <laughs> <laughs> Are they playing remote chess together? They're playing by mail. <laughs> <laughs> to symbolize their actual chess game that they're playing together. Or I guess they're It's like
0: game. the uh, the Death Note thing between Light and L, where they're standing symbolically on pillars.
1: Yeah.
2: I do it's- like that this, the general General's like, yeah, we'll go do it. We'll fight some people. There'll be a ceasefire agreement. There'll be a political statement. It'll be all the rigmarole.
1: And, but he's basically like, man, it's going to take a while. To, like, calm down our populace, even with our fake Lackus. Then
2: how the chairman performs. I love those drop pods. I didn't oh, notice them cool. before. Then we cut to Andrew Walfelt.
1: And he's Kevin's basically coffee. talking to himself in some context that we don't really understand. Doesn't matter.
2: And this is why I assume that they're in Maru and uh, Walfelt's house is this cut here. Okay. Because we cut from him to Lackus in bed with a, with a very lucky kid. And And old man Kiriyamato hasn't moved since
1: this morning. Just like
2: my grandpa. I stole your joke, Tyler. (laughs) Yep.
1: I do like that someone put out a lamp for him because I was not there before. No, it was not.
2: But my grandparents have, like, this exact porch set up on their house.
1: That's my point. uh, He's old man Yamato.
2: Old man Yamato has fallen asleep in the comfy chair outside. It doesn't even look that comfy. It doesn't. Well, depending on how. um... But then Birdie wakes him up. And he's (laughs) like, oh, now I'm sad again.
1: I (laughs) mean, you've been depressed. It makes you really sleepy.
2: For me, it makes me just usually not want to wake up. Like, I don't want to go to sleep, and I don't want to wake up. I want okay. To stay, I want to stay at rest or motion, whichever <laughs> I'm in. It makes me very newtony. <laughs> very newtony. She's having some fun flashbacks to his ex-girlfriend who's dead now, and it's all his fault, not really at all, but... No, it's totally not his fault. That and even... also
0: his dead friend. Okay, he's kind of to blame for that one.
2: Like, Catherine's more to blame, arguably. Well,
0: he's kind of to blame for that one just because of the fact that Tal literally left the Archangel. Like, if you're following the chain of logic, Kira could definitely be blaming himself more for that one because Tall wouldn't have left the Archangel to help if it wasn't Kira.
2: True. And now we get the eye catch.
0: And Kira's also like, I'm not Jesus yet. I couldn't have gotten there. I, I tried to get there, but I couldn't have stopped Atherin from murdering him.
2: Atherin threw a shield. That's my move. It always works. What was I supposed <laughs> to do? Oh, I should have thrown my shield at his shield! No!
1: (laughs) He's just replaying the fight every day, uh, like the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie style.
2: Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 11 of It's a Gundam. And if you're listening on the day this episode came out, which it's a little late, so you probably aren't, happy birthday to me! www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can find Our previous episodes, as well as our other two podcasts, Jumpstart Weekly, our manga podcast, and Last Time on Video Games, our video game podcast, as well as the link to our Discord if you want to wish me a happy birthday, www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts is where you can find our Patreon page, where we have bonus episodes, including the first three episodes of What's a Gundam, if you want to hear me and Kevin struggle through Gundam Wing, as well as a number of other bonus episodes. And some early episodes were up through 13 on Gundam Seed, so that's only a couple. But 14 and 15 should also be dropping later this week. That's all we have to say. So, again, thank you for listening, and I'll let you get back to it. Bye. So we cut to Atherin's apartment. Where Isaac and Diarca have showed up, and Isaac jumps him and goes, You bastard! <laughs> well, like I, I like
0: how Isaac and Diarca are both wearing suits. I actually kind of like that. Although, I, we, either, or Isaac's is a weird, like, it's teal like, teal green. Are you dr- sure
2: you didn't read Tyler's notes? Because they're literally, What the fuck is this Isaac? Yeah, suit?
1: what is this? It's. I,
2: mean, I don't it, know. It's. It,
1: it I, doesn't I, go with his hair. It's the plant pink, fashion. The pink is actually a good color on him. I'll give him that. This suit is like this awkward, terrible green. It looks terrible with his complexion. And then he's got this dark teal tie. It is like a clown costume. I don't understand. Meanwhile, Deerica comes in and he's like. Yeah,
0: De- uh, Ezak like pushes Atherin back into his room and like, what the hell is going on? And he's grabbing him. And Deerica just kind of, yo. Yeah, Deerica
1: <laughs> looks slick as heck. So.
2: I like that De'arka comes in on myers. Like, yeah, we have good guest. Well, rooms. <laughs> he's also not wearing a
0: tie or anything. Like, he's, he's more wearing, of wearing a suit jacket. He's wearing, like, a an outfit from
1: the late 80s. So
0: apparently, Izak and Diarka got pulled off the line to hang out with Athron. Like ordered to do that.
1: And
2: Isaac's like, "What the hell?" They tell us we have to be your personal guard.
1: I didn't want to be guard your body anyway. But Baka, what are you even doing here?
2: Diarka's like, "Yeah, you wanted to uh You wanted like, to leave, right? Like we need a you need a military escort, so."
1: I, I like how he says that and Athron's like, "Hey Diarka, And Diarca's like, hey. "Long time no
2: see." Hey, anyway, uh I
1: like. Well, I how... mean
0: it's also very much in character with both of them because yep. this is definitely the character Diarca grew after he left Isaac, so he hasn't that hasn't been subsumed.
1: I really like that Isaac after he finished Yelling and Ather is now staring at the decor like <laughs> Diarka was. Oh, this is
0: actually a quite nice room. was <laughs> like, <laughs> so I never imagined it would be you, and Isaac's response, You're damn right, Claire. <laughs> the and I love... He it, it, it like looks away from the wall, screams at him, and, and then turns away. It's very Cinderi. <laughs> it's great. It's,
1: with, and goes back to being completely expressionless. He's completely expressionless, yells at Athrun. goes back to being completely expressionless. It's amazing. Uh,
0: and, like, Diarka's reflection of that is,
2: eh. So Diarka's like, yeah, I guess someone who knows our past probably set this up. And Atherin's like, oh, the chairman's giving me special treatment. Diarka's no, like, so where are we going? And he's like, if you say shopping, I swear to God.
0: <laughs> I would <laughs> totally say shopping in that case, so that's because
1: I'm a troll. Diarca would be into it. I mean, clearly, he's a guy who knows his fashion. Clearly. Isaac is wearing a suit because <laughs> someone picked out a suit for him.
2: <laughs> his mom from prison picked out a suit for him. Because it was really good two years ago.
1: Yeah, okay. is she in war criminal prison? I
0: assume. <laughs> well, no, I don't think she is. She's not dead. Because Isaac explains the reason why he's not in jail is because she pulled strings to make it so that
1: he didn't go. I thought it was the jail. chairman
2: pulled. Well, well, or we're gonna I, get to the same. Yeah, in a minute, he's so, about to yeah. give a speech. Gaffin's like, no, I want to go visit the graves of Nickel and the other characters who I'm sure had names. I don't get to come to the plant often, like so. Rusty, because I sandwich. am kind
0: of a criminal, technically. And both Isaac and Diarca are kind of like taken aback. They're like, that was not what I expected.
2: So yeah, we see Miguel's grave. Rusty, whose goddamn <laughs> given name is Rusty. I guess he's Rusty Venture. Only he's Rusty Mackenzie. Goddamn
1: uh, it, Mackenzie!
0: What is the genesis of Mackenzie? Is that an Irish name, or am I getting... or is that a, is that Scottish?
1: It's probably Irish.
0: Well, I mean, I is, will look is, it up in a second. He was a redhead. Well, yeah, he was. But is is uh, is that an actual like? Does that does the name track? Is basically
1: what I'm asking. I, it, I like what,
2: the idea that this is the only name we know him by as the audience, so we have to know it's his grave. His real name that has to be Rusty. Entirely, I, I would have loved
1: if it was in quotes. Just Rusty <laughs> yeah. McKenzie. It Bob was actually rusty. like <laughs> Filbert Rusty McKenzie. and of course Nichols.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be great if his name was like Bob, but and then like so. Atherin puts down the flowers at, at Nichols' grave, and this is one of those effects that I really like. He gives a salute to it, but and also Isaac Indiarka also both salute, and they were like they were always giving Nickel oh, such shit. a hard time, yeah. but like this clearly indicates
2: that. This is something they clearly care about. Well, and when he died, they also, they weren't like, serves him right. They freaked out about it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so really quick, because this is an excellent blurb. The surname Mackenzie is of Scottish origin and derived from Gaelic. The name is an anglicized form of the Gaelic, which is a patronymic form of the personal name, meaning comely or handsome. So he was rusty handsome guy. (laughs) Can can you spell those? Yeah, it's uh, M A C. Scottish phlegm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, M-A-C-C-O-I-N-N-I-C-H. And what I've learned about Old Gaelic is that none of it is pronounced how you think it should be, so I'm doing my best here. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. A lot of those are like that. The second K-A-L-I-C-H is spelled slightly different. It's C-O-I-N-N-E-A-C-H as opposed to I-C-H. Although I kind of wonder if that was just like phonetic drift. Probably. So, there you go. He's Rusty McCansum guy.
2: So, Athens like, so a- Zaft is taking action. Yes, for self-defense. And Isaac's like, yeah, they shot nukes at us. We can't sit back and do nothing. And Diark is like, yeah, we were out on the front lines when the nukes were coming.
0: And, like, he also says that he's convinced they were intending to completely wipe us out with that.
2: And they, he was there the last time they tried to do that.
1: And he's like, hey, what do you do in Orb anyway? Why don't you help us fight? I was stuck in a room.
2: Well, he's like, what is Orb going to do? Athens's like, I don't know. I came here. Yeah, I'm here. Why do you
0: think I know? Well, I mean, technically, his girlfriend is yeah. like, on the orb government.
2: And actually, I really like this because looking away from me, he's actually like, come back to me. Ather. I mean, come back to the plants, Atherne.
1: I like that as a character piece. Yeah, I like it a lot. I don't like this scene of them trying to convince Atherne to like come back and fight for them because he after already... the scene last time with Mir. Yeah, because he already decided that we don't need this. Well, yes, part of
2: my. Oh, but at
0: the same time, these guys don't know. That he's decided to stay, because they've been assigned to be his bodyguards. I'm also kind of assuming from this that the chairman doesn't know that that's the decision Atherin has made, which is why he assigned these two guys, because he knows they'll try and convince Athren to stay. So he doesn't know that Atherin's already made that choice.
1: Now, from a logical, real human perspective, yes, totally, I agree with all that. From a I'm writing a story to have complete control over the flow of events perspective, this scene does not need to happen.
2: I really like the Isaac the Arca, and Atherin getting to meet up scene, but I agree with you. This part where they try to convince him doesn't really need to happen. L- the problem is this entire episode doesn't need to happen.
1: There's that. I mean, my, my point is he could have just revealed to them that he has decided to fight for the plants as opposed to, like, going through this whole thing, where he doesn't tell them that he has already decided that.
2: I like Isaac's like, I'm sure there'll be obstacles, but I'll get you through them.
1: I've got strings I can pull. I always forget Mama Isaac's name.
2: Eliza, I want to say. And Isaac's like Diarka and I would have been dead a long time ago, probably. And
0: Diarca for desertion, me for wiping out that shuttle.
2: And I like, there's a flashback to him I, shooting. The... I do
0: like, actually, like I make fun of that for a long time, and how he really should be in jail for that. But I actually do like that because it indicates like he legitimately feels remorse over that. Like yeah. that that is something that he's found out
2: about, and he legitimately feels remorse. Yeah,
1: yeah. he precisioned a noble warrior. He was just fighter, and now he's noble warrior.
2: Yeah, and I like that he's like, yeah, Durandal said that. We sent some goddamn 16-year-olds to war, because we thought that was a good idea for some reason. And now we're going to make them criminals and throw them in jail, and, what? like, execute some of them? Like, that isn't what we should do with them, even if they made mistakes. Because who's going to leave the plan tomorrow if we kill all our 16-year-olds? Blackest Clyde already deserted us. She was the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> They've all made mistakes, so they'll be more inclined to work towards a peaceful future. He's like, that's why I'm still in my military uniform, because all I knew how to do is fight, but I can make a difference that way.
1: I really can't tell how sincere Durundle is, because, like, giving that speech, he kind of put himself politically on the line for that particular thing. Like, I can't tell if he actually wants peace (sighs) or not. There are... uh,
2: Durundle's a complicated
1: character.
0: weird.
2: A lot of reasons I like him for. We will get to his eventual plan, and there are things I even like about that, but I don't like the way the story handles it. I mean, he's voiced by Shar Aznable. You're always supposed to be asking, is this guy telling the truth?
0: Is this guy on the level?
1: Okay, wait. So I was trying to find out if Azalea, is apparently her mama okay. Isaac's name, was in jail. She was arrested in the coup.
2: Yeah, we, saw, we see that yep. at the
1: end of C. At the conclusion of Second Alliance Plant War, which I assume is yeah. what's going on here, she displeased with how Izak never pays attention during blind dates. She makes three holographic maids based on his dates, which she voices herself to get him to look at them, much to Isaac's annoyance. What? What, is this? what the hell? <laughs> this is
2: not in the Omaki scenes I was going to show us at the end of Destiny, <laughs> which are great, by the way, and I still can't spoil what they are. They were made at the same times as those ones we watched. I cannot spoil the premise of them, and it's so good. <laughs>
0: Well, then we'll have to get to those. We do. <laughs> we have to get to there because I've been sitting on a joke for the past ten years. Uh, five years, but same thing.
2: So like, you got to do something too. You can't just be sangry all the time. You have the ability. Why let it go to waste? Somebody told that to Yamato once, and he became Jesus. <laughs> to- I want to be a Moolaflaga. That should be my role in this series. Put me on the Minerva. Let me Moolaflaga shit.
0: I want to. I want to. I want to. <laughs> to be fair, like I do think if we got more Isaac actually in the show as a combat leader that'd probably be what he yeah. was to his like dudes underneath him
2: and we even see that a little bit and, uh, when we do see him him battle. and diarka diarka is like the weirdly like because of the way it shook out and he got demoted he's more the moo in that he's the squadron leader and he's on the ship most of the time until he needs to put on the big boy zaku and go out and auto cannon and scythe some fools well uh, diarka's the competent non-com that, like that's his position
1: I don't know where I was going with that. I don't either. It sounded like I should have more after it, and then I just kind of trailed off. One of those ships definitely looks like just a turtle with claws.
2: <laughs> Instead of, like, dropship.
1: ship. It's a
2: sad gamer dad is sad, and Yuna comes
1: to read over his shoulder. And he's like, our cryptic plan can't wait.
2: But anyway, Yuna's like, Kigali might seem out of the times, but she's smart. But she is just a little child that I can manipulate and want to marry a child because <laughs> I'm not creepy and hateable enough yet.
1: How old is he when this is going on? I, I guess like I have 20, to wiki up. Yeah,
2: wiki, wiki-, wiki Yuna. Don't get too far. I don't want to ruin his wedding. Let's just say maybe Valefor gets summoned and it gets interrupted by some Sky Pirates.
1: I kind of figured that would happen, yeah. Um, except <laughs> Valefor is Athrin. Is that how you pronounce it? I always said Vailfor. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. His last... Is his last name... Oh. Oh, geez. Okay, I got the Ron Yuna. Wait a <laughs> second.
2: The wrong Gundam Yuna. He's hanging out on the far plane. He hangs out with Arryn for a little while. Oh, I, forget- I just remembered Gundam is literally a plot point in Final Fantasy X-2. And Evil Gundam is the final boss that I want to say.
1: I'm so confused. I never finished ten two. Hi, Hair color, blue. Eye color, purple. I got that backwards. 22.
2: 22. So he's four years older than the little baby. Which would not be as creepy if he wasn't using such creepy language.
1: That is true.
2: And he's like, yeah, we've got a wedding coming up.
1: And then we cut to Kigali just kind of like chilling in her bathrobe, drinking some tea. Looking very concerned.
2: So anyway... We cut to Walt Felt and Mario, and uh, Walt Felt's like, we've reached the time limit. And he starts playing with his ham radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he needed some hobbies after he could no longer practice yogurt.
2: Cut to the food. bridge of the Minerva, where for some reason, not Mayrin, because we don't need more screen time for her. Is like, look at this weird transmission.
0: It makes sense. Like, Mayrin wouldn't be on the bridge all the time. No, I, I agree but... with you. But we I, need
2: more screen time she, for her.
0: She is a main character of the series, or she is a character we already know. She should really be here.
2: Anyways, like, mernerva can you hear me? You must act immediately. Zaft is landing in Gibraltar. You need to
1: leave. He's
2: like, yeah, when it happens, Orb is going to flip its position. And yeah, then for some reason, he says the same thing metaphorically.
1: Yeah, because he's Waldfeld.
2: I also think it's
0: partly a matter of, like, they haven't actually responded to him,
1: so he's just like waxing philosophical. Well, he's life.
0: trying to get them to understand shit's going down. You need to leave.
1: I say I could actually just see him saying that because he knows Maru's watching, and then he says it that way, and then she like gives him an exasperated look. We can't see this. This is my head cannon, though. That, that would sounds be great. exactly
2: right. <laughs> so name, uh, Gladys like, "This is the captain, sup?" What is the point of this communication? He's
1: like, "Oh, hi there.
2: <laughs>
0: Hello." What
1: do you do? Riddle me this! Riddle me
0: this, <laughs> Meneva
1: Crew! What is a black chip so surrounded
0: I, by white chips? I love his expression right now, too. He's so
2: pleased with himself for this. And, and, and is, is there. Giving him, like, a grin. It's like I told you GTFO, are you dead?
1: How do they know this information to give it to them? Do we ever find that out?
0: I presume Kigali told them.
2: I also presume that, but don't know.
0: Especially because we just saw Kigali right before yeah, this. I see where, like, well, oh, that's a good that point. Also, at the there. same time, like, that's kind of linking <sighs> between Yuna and his dad. And so I may just be attributing that. But it also is, like, the only thing that makes sense.
1: How else would they know? Because he has sweet secret spies. It's DaCosta, so I would not a spy? put it.
0: I would not put it past Walfeld to have spies running yeah. around everywhere.
1: It's DaCosta I, in Destiny. Yes. Ever. Okay. But
2: cool. only, I don't think he's a line, though.
1: Okay. That's sad.
2: So anyways, a oh, guy's like, hey, how can I listen to someone who won't even give me my name? Like, "Hey, I, I was on the bridge when the president of space gave this big speech, speech, about, speech about names. And ba- what you're telling me is you're fake. Yeah, so who why are, are you telling, why telling this? me this? And I do love he is like, hey, you ever hear about this Andrew Waltfeld guy who's pretty cool? There's a message from him. <laughs>
0: I- <laughs> and Maru just starts laughing.
1: He's not wrong. He's not lying <laughs> no, even a little.
0: Well, it, that's why it's funny. is Because yeah. it's like he's being coy about it. I do
1: like that the sub makes it at uh, Like Andoro, Waltfeld. It's just dude. poorly done. Well, yeah. And like Waltfeld
0: is leaning around looking at Maru while she's laughing.
1: I kind of wonder if that picks up on the mic at all. <laughs>
0: I want it to. <laughs> Probably not. She's laughing pretty quietly.
2: It's like, anyway, like I'm telling you, they're about to uh, ally up with the alliance. If you want to stay, that's your
1: problem. I feel like this is only orchestrated because Maru and Gladys had that talk, and Maru's like, I don't want her to die.
0: No, I I get the feeling this would be something they would do anyway, because they've been through something like this before, Yeah, and they really don't want to give the Atlantic Federation the uh, the Minerva, because they've been working on it. They know that's a badass ship. They don't want to give that to them.
2: So Kira walks in like he got lost on the way to the bathroom, another reason why I think this is where they're living. Well, he also looks
1: determined. That's true. He really had to go to the bathroom, okay? Holy, I think he added more belts. Like, (laughs) holy shit.
2: Lacus is into belts. Apparently.
1: (laughs) But is she into Final Fantasy hoodies?
2: Probably. She is a girl in the 2000s. A Japanese girl, no less.
1: So Kigali is panicking because
0: Zaft is deploying troops. Oh no. For
1: self-defense. Is Lacus into Kira because he is the most Sora of the people she has met?
2: It wouldn't surprise me, but also Gundam Seed predates Kingdom Hearts.
1: Not the point. But okay, I'll allow it.
2: So anyway, you know, it's like, who knows what Zaf's doing? They say it's for self-defense, but we have to enter the Alliance.
0: No, I mean, they're not gunning for you. You haven't done anything to
2: them. And again, Kigali seems powerless to stop them, so what is her role?
1: So I feel like it would make a lot more sense if all of them were on equal footing.
2: Yeah, or if like she was like demanding a vote and she was surprised that everyone went with Yuna. Yeah, but they seem to already be having made this decision.
0: There really should have been a vote for like the more dramatic stance here. Because it also helps to empower Kigali as a character.
2: Like if she's like, No, I'm gonna force this to a vote, not to invoke Star Wars, but like in the episode three, and then she finds out, Oh, no one's with me that's a much more powerful scene than here where she just is like I said, is a flailing child.
1: What I will point out here is How much does Orb actually matter as a nation right now?
2: Technically speaking, like, they have the best weapons outside of the plants. Still? Because because they work with coordinators to develop their arms.
0: And I'm assuming that they rebuilt their mass driver. I don't know if that's actually stated anywhere, but that would also be a reason for why people would want to bring Orb onto their side.
2: Like, even at the very beginning of the series, Kigali went to the plants to try to get them to stop using Orb technology resources in their military applications. That's
0: why I'm assuming they rebuilt their mass driver is because she had to get there some way. And I'm assuming she didn't go to another country and borrow theirs.
2: So orb is maybe not, they're not as strong as the Atlantic Federation. Obviously they're scared of them, but they are a notable military power. They did develop the Gundams. That is true. So anyway, not Mayron can't get through to HQ. Even Even by by laser. laser.
0: Well, I mean, that makes sense for a laser to (laughs) work. You kind of need to be able to see the other end of it.
2: The Minerva's like, all right, we'll leave tomorrow morning. Notify everyone. We might be in battle at any moment, so we have to prepare. So Kigali drives to the Minerva to see them off.
0: Yeah, apparently, they just decide to leave, and they let. Apparently, they just let them go.
2: Yeah, well, they don't really have a choice at this point, I don't think.
0: Well, they do. They wouldn't have to let
2: them go. I mean, do you remember what happens next episode, Zach?
0: No. Okay. I'm just saying they didn't. They don't necessarily have to let them go.
2: Yeah, but I feel like you don't want a Tonhauser to. No, you its way out. No, if you try to stop them.
0: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying they wouldn't have to, and they wouldn't necessarily know the full equipment on it. But given that it's a warship, you probably don't. They want do that know it shooting was shooting a
2: giant space rock, effectively. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. That is very fair.
2: So anyway, uh, Lenmar is like, oh, I don't know why we're leaving. I kind of like this place. Oh well, and she's like, Arababah. He's like, Oh yeah, you you're all Arababa about this place.
1: And then happens, as he's already getting grumpy about it, they run into Gagali. And and he's like, fuck you, Mrs. President.
2: (laughs) He's like, so now you're going to join with the Earth Forces? Fuck you. They just attacked Orb.
1: Yeah, again,
2: it's... It's like, it's kind of what I wanted you to do last time, but you're a selfish asshole. And I kind of like this, like, drilling into Gagali, but given what happens next episode, I almost wish Shin had the opposite view here. Like, because, again, Shin hasn't developed at all. And I think being more level with her would be more interesting. Yeah. But then he's like, if you decide to become our enemy, I'll destroy the whole damn country myself. And shoulder check. Take that, hockey player. And she's like, Shin's quit being a baby. And Lumar's like, sorry. And Ray's like, not sorry.
1: <laughs> he salutes, though, though.
2: He respects the chain of command.
1: Yeah, although she's not in his. Arthur angrily gives orders to start undocking. I really like the shot of their engines firing up underwater. It is pretty cool,
0: yeah.
2: So Kigali's already off. We will flash back to what she said on the ship earlier. Which she's like, hey, I'm sorry. The guy's like, well, we're disappointed, but we know you did everything you can.
1: And then says very specifically, like, I recognize your effort in coming here to see us off. So, yeah, or may suck, but you're cool, Kigali. Well,
0: I mean, it also kind of makes sense. She did make the effort to go see them off and, and apologize for what's going on. It's just the rest of the episode has spent so much time just, like, beating her down.
2: So we cut to Kigali's office where Eunice hanging out being like, oh, politics isn't about ideals, it's about reality. You did your best, but you're just a little baby child. Like, take it easy. Let me do everything. Let me do all the works. Let me just grab your hand here and maybe slip this ring off. I'll support you as your husband. And she's like, uh, say who what?
1: <laughs> so I... let's hurry up and get married. It's... <sighs> to which Kigali starts to weakly reject. And it's like, it's time for you and Orb to be reborn as my country bride. Uh, t-
2: Man, we got up to Zaft, where Atherin's like, I'd like to meet, make an appointment to pick up my Gundam. I mean, meet the chairman. This should have happened the this morning, Yeah, Arthur. this should have been, happened last episode. So what I happened is he made he, a to-do
1: list, and then he got <laughs> distracted. I wonder if it's
0: supposed to be implied that while in that episode we assumed he'd made that decision to join Zaft and take up the savior again, or if it's supposed to be like Talking to Izak and Diarca is what finalized
2: that decision. He did like He had a
1: dramatic wine glass slam, though. I, I feel like I,
2: maybe no. he wanted to see the graves first and see how he felt after that. I mean, that's entirely possible, but you're right. While
0: this episode is trying to do the whole setup for uh, future stuff, it's like, this is a whole bunch of nothing.
2: Yeah, nothing happens in this episode. Kigali is sad. The Minerva leaves, I guess, but they also, spoiler, leave next episode.
0: <laughs> we're right where we thought Athrun was at the end of last episode. Yeah. Shin was on screen, but didn't
2: really do anything. He was just angry at Kigali. Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I feel like we advanced the Kigali subplot, but I feel like there are so many better ways that could have been handled.
2: I mean, if they
0: had spent a more time, if they'd spent more time specifically on Kigali and the uh, like, the whole thing with, like we, we said during the time, like take a vote for these things and be surprised, like make her actually be a bit better about it. Instead, it's like, no, she's just being completely manipulated and not even manipulated well by Yuna. Like, and it's it's not like
2: he's doing some kind of word gymnastics or anything like that. It's like, this isn't even that good. I'm just thinking of all the, like, plant council scenes we've seen. Specifically the ones between Siegel and Patrick and Seed. But even the ones in Destiny we've seen so far are just so much more engaging than the orb politics.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love well-written politics. Like, it's one of the reasons why I like the... uh you're waving at me. The Stormlight Archives. Thank you. The Stormlight Archives and BattleTech. because a lot of those are both politics. This is not well-written politics. No. Or politicking, I, I should say. But
2: Yeah, and just, we're pretty much where we were at the end of the last episode. So high point, Tyler?
1: And we're not going to do final thoughts. Because oh yeah. I, I have final
2: thoughts. I do I have th- a thing that I is unrelated like that to mine. my high point. I kind of just did mine. Yeah, so do you have any final thoughts, Tyler?
1: I think this episode was largely unnecessary. I, w- I was trying to think of, like, what characters or subplots has advanced. I will say the couple moments that Kira on screen, I think, might actually be, depending on where this is going. Like, you guys told me that he keeps his robot in the basement, so I know where this is going. (laughs) Um, But I think the couple moments of flashback that he had were actually important to showing where his headspace is at. Because he's like, oh no, war is beginning again.
0: Yeah, I just, I kind of already understood where his headspace is. I didn't need all that.
2: Yeah, I mean, Kira, Kira just spends so long not doing anything. It's coming soon. When he flips the on switch, he's on. And I do like that. I mean, if he'd but spent some time. We spent in, so much time with him doing nothing. Uh,
0: like, having him flash back to those would have made a lot more sense and been better if, like, it had happened while he was talking to Kigali or giving Kigali advice or she was seeking him out for advice with the problems she's been having. Like, that makes a lot more sense to me to play. Otherwise, it's just like, here's Kira. Here's Kira's flashbacks because we needed to burn some budget time.
2: I even think if he seemed as engaged with the kids as Lacus does, that would do a lot too. Because that says he's moved on; he's doing a thing, right? Yeah, it's just like he's stuck in this spot because the plot needs him to be stuck like, there.
1: What about Ruin Walfeld doing here? Like, Waldfeld was like one of the people who tried to motivate him early on, doing spy radio. Yeah, I just well, okay. and like
0: well, like Jeremy said, it's their it, it, presumably their house, and uh, like Walfel
1: has a job. I'm just surprised he hasn't given this kid a pep talk. That's well, like
0: I, I do I honestly think it's one of those situations where Walt felt recognizes in this situation that I can't like go give him a pep talk because this is something he needs to get over on on his own. I can't really help this. And we don't—they've they've known each other for the last two years. We don't know if they've already tried.
2: Moon just, the ghost of Moo just needs to come up to him and go, "Hey, kiss the girl." <laughs> <laughs> go for it, dude. She's so she's into right you. there.
0: She's right there. She's super into you. Go for it.
2: But then he'd have a PTSD flashback to you kissing play, he'd be like, "No, I'm a black widow."
1: Kira, what would I do? Roll up your sleeve cuffs.
2: <laughs> Stop wearing. Unbutton wear... that top button. Maybe undo one of those belts. <laughs> Stop wearing
0: so many belts.
2: I can't. It's 2005 in Japan. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, anywho,
2: <laughs> so you have a high point, Tyler.
1: Ah. Uh... Okay, so I have to go through my inventory here really quick, because there were, there were a couple spots um, that I think are actually worth it. I think I'm going to go for the very specific scene of Isaac nonchalantly studying the wall art, then <laughs> turning to yell at Athrin and then turning back to the wall art.:
2: Zach,
0: I'm just going to go with Diarca because Diarca's fantastic. I love I, I love Diarca with a personality.
1: Yeah, he's legit cool this entire episode.
2: I was expecting you guys to take both of mine, but you took neither of them. That's super weird. So I'm going to say that the is whole, unusual. The whole graveyard scene, I actually really like it. I agree with you, well, Tyler, about the narrative <laughs> purpose of it. But I love Rusty, like even Rusty having a grave. And who remembers Miguel? Me, obviously. Uh, we we do, but podcast. I find
0: it kind of funny that we all picked like you picked the whole thing, and then me and Tyler picked pieces of it.
2: My, my backup was how amused Maru is when Andrew. Yeah. Wolf <laughs> okay, <was laughs> like, that is great. That is fantastic. So, like, bonus like points
1: had, for how self satisfied. It- Andrew, wow, that that would have yeah. been
0: my second choice if somebody had taken Diarca.
2: Low point, Tyler. Boy, is this a treasure trove of them. Yeah.
0: Um, so, so which Kigali scene are you going
1: with? Yeah, I was going to say, Um, I think mine specifically is how easily she lets Yuna just like pester her after the meeting. Because like, I want there to be some implied history there that like makes that seem plausible. But after he basically just trashed her. And he's like, hey, sorry about that. It's just work. And it wouldn't
0: have made him I mean, he's ne-
2: nagging her, which I guess works. But... It would
0: have made a lot more sense if he'd been a character out of Gundam Seed that we already knew. But because he's a newly introduced character, it's like all we know about him is that he's a dick.
1: Yeah, and they have history of some sort. But, but we, don't we don't know, know what, what it is.
0: is. I just want to say I want to punch him. I'm having a hard time deciding whether or not I think he is more punchable than Aaron's dad or not. And he's kind of like the benchmark at the moment.
2: He's from Food Wars. Her oh, dad's her, her, a dick.
0: her dad is like one of the most punchable villains in anime.
2: I've her ever dad seen. kidnapped her to use her magic tongue to guide the course of gourmet by isolating her from her friends and not letting her communicate with her cousin.
1: Okay, that guy. Yeah. I forgot that she had the the miracle tongue. <laughs> um, the god tongue. Yeah, no, uh, Yuna just has such a punchable face, too. I know, that's why I'm having a hard time deciding. I think
2: Jibril is more punchable, but. Yuna at least acts smug and like he's in control. Well, that's
1: what makes him
0: more punchable.
2: I don't know. I guess Jabril needs a bright slap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, J- Jabril is kind. Of, see, Jabril is one of those villains who you're like, okay, all we need from you is a bullet and six feet under. Yuna isn't that bad. All he is is punchable.
2: Did you give a low point, Zach? I did not. I, you I did not. I got lost. We
0: we got, I got sidetracked on talking I got lost about thinking
2: about evil bright going around and slapping like. <laughs> Tomara from uh, <laughs> from like your academia, and
0: quite honestly, that was what I thought when somebody is that post- even
1: evil bright. I feel <laughs> like somebody a...
0: <laughs> when somebody posted in our um, in the Discord about the order the, the, palm, uh, the Order of the Palm uh, yeah, the, about Rusty. I was thinking that was the bright around. slap, just bright. Just, with quit being a, um, a bitch. <laughs> My low point is probably gonna be that second meeting where Kigali is just overridden entirely, and it, like it really reinforces that first scene where she's completely powerless. Like, she doesn't even get, like, we don't get the debate or, like, somebody taking a vote or anything. It's just, no, Kigali is completely powerless and completely useless. She just stands over there being a figurehead that doesn't get to do anything. But we've already seen and kind of heard that she actually does have a a semblance of power in the Orb government. So, it's like why are you taking the spine away
1: from this really cool character or this really interesting character bonus. Po- okay. Well, I should wait for, for what Jeremy's going to do. I guess
2: I'm going to go with like specifically Yuna saying, Oh, she's just so young. Like that comes off as so creepy to me and so demeaning,
1: especially since he's not that much older than she yeah. is. Yeah. I was gonna say bonus points for Jabril's temper tantrum. That's <laughs> also a pretty bad scene.
2: It is, but it's
0: so early on. No, the not. And it is varying character. We've already seen that. He's kind of a, He's kind of a bitch. No, like, uh,
2: even Azrael would throw a better tamper tantrum than that.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate Azrael, but Azrael was a better villain than this dude is. Especially because, like, he's, like, showing up, like, I am a Bond villain. It's like,
1: I don't fucking care. Actually, no, this Plain is. Quite honestly, a good... I do
0: not care about Jabril.
1: With this guy's clear rage issues and also, like, he's not been shown to be particularly competent, how is he the leader of this group? He's the
2: same Ray Kigali's the leader of By anymore. plot.
1: Okay, his dad was well beloved by villains. His dad
2: blew himself up so that Jabril would be able to lead Blue Cosmos. I I hated Azrael. I hated Azrael.
0: I just do not care about Jabril. That's fair. Like, like that's probably the worst thing you can do with a villain. Just, I do not care. So,
1: I like his cat.
2: (laughs) His low res cat. (laughs) And here, here's the real problem with Destiny Tyler is that it has so many episodes like this, and so many of them are followed up by clip episodes.
1: <laughs> oh no! I was just looking oh, where the first clip God. episode
2: was because I know it's cut out of the uh to HD. be fair to the first clip episode it's labeled 15.5 I think the World Cup or the Olympics or something were on that it week. was
0: legitimately a needed clip episode to get yeah. people back up to speed
2: well it's more of a recap of uh and it's more of a no one's gonna be watching this this week thing it's from size perspective for some reason <laughs> so that's been completely cut out that's not till it's 15.5 so it's between 15 and 16. So it's not quite right after this one, but I knew it was coming up, so I wanted to look. And it's just so many episodes just go in circles. And by the end, there are so many plot threads that need to be tightened up, and there's just not enough time.
0: So that's an appropriate metaphor for Destiny. It's constantly going in circles. It's just circling the drain.
2: Getting worse and worse. But I actually am looking forward to next week's episode, which is Phase 12, Blood in the Water, where Shin gets to pretend he's the main character again. That is a
0: great title, too, by the way.
2: Yeah. I'm curious what Zach's going to think about it. But I, like I said, watched ahead and I actually liked it as much as I was hoping. It has been a while. The next two episodes are at very least going to have a lot to talk about.
0: One of the reasons why this one kind of probably slipped my mind from the last time out is because when I watched these initially, I watched them in in bulk bulk. because I was getting them from Netflix. So I was watching entire discs at once. It was like four episodes, five episodes at a time. So it didn't feel quite as bad with stuff like this.
2: Yeah, because a slow episode is fine when you're binging, but this... It's such a nothing episode. Well, it's not a
0: slow episode. It's nothing. It, it's a nothing episode. Like I said, you, that's perfect
2: for it. It, it. Nothing happened of import here. And I was watching Destiny week to week originally when it was coming out. Oh, Japan.
0: God, that sounds so bad.
2: I mean, yes and no. There was a lot of talk about if Kira was the best pilot or Amuro or Shin, and I will be talking about that later. It's not Amuro. He destroyed eight Rick Doms and three battleships in a single battle, Tyler. You want to know how many mobile suits uh, Kira fights in a battle at one point in this episode? <laughs> That's an economies of scale thing. <laughs> it is. It's a matter of, in Gundam Seed, the grunt suits are made out of tissue paper. <laughs> whereas in the Universal Century, every mobile suit was a... Walking tank. Yeah. It was like a battle mech. Yeah. Well, it was just the way that show was paced more than that. Like, the Gundam could still destroy a Zaku in a single blast, but that took time to line up, and it was like a chess game. Whereas in Gundam C, they're, you know, taking off arms, limbs, shooting off a leg. The Freedom had five guns. The Strike Freedom has so many more. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I got a laugh out of that when I was thinking about, like, Armour was regarded as, like, this great pilot because he destroyed eight in a, in a, or in a single thing. Um, and and Kira has play, a literally kill the Grunts well, I button. was I was actually thinking because I was playing, when I when I had that realization, I was playing um, Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Yeah, and and like, so I've Titan got, like, a <laughs> thousand.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: that was a fun game. It is. I've been thinking about playing some this week. I think that will do it for this episode, though. Like I said, join us next week for Blood in the Water. It's an episode that, at the very least, I like. Until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny.